Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is insecurities. So um, Bree's going to be talking a lot in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sean brought up this topic idea that I believe you said was sent in by a listener. No, it was oh, me. Oh, it was you. Yeah. That we're doing one next week that was sent in by a listener. So it's day two. Yeah. No, um, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> That's the week after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is off to a good start as usual. Sorry, I just am trying to keep Brie on schedule because she doesn't know anything about anything. Um, I will tell you one thing that I know. I appreciate when people give us five-star reviews. That's, yeah, that's the only thing I know. Yes, one of the, like, seriously, maybe one of the three things I know. The other thing that I know is that when you follow us on Instagram, we really love it. At I can explain podcast. And And the third thing is that your pussy is getting fucked by daddy. (laughs) And that's about it. Um, so, yeah. That wraps this that episode wraps. up. <laughs> but, yeah, wherever you're listening, make sure you're followed or subscribed. Uh, share us with your friends. Leave us a review. It does mean a lot and help us out. And, yeah, do check us out on Instagram because we've got some exciting things coming up. Uh, we just actually did a poll the other day asking people if they would be interested in merch. And over 100, 100 of you said yes, which is awesome. Um, we've been wanting to make merch for a while. So, Announcements about that are going to be coming up on our Instagram page at I Can Explain Podcast. And um, we also have some other little surprises in store. So stay tuned. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> so, um, insecurities. Yeah. I thought of this topic. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Not brief. Um, no, I thought of this topic because. We recently, very recently, mm-hmm. um, did a roast mm-hmm. within our friend group. Yes. Um, we were kind of joking. We do trivia every week on Zoom, socially distant, folks. There's yeah. still a pandemic going on. Yeah. Keep your ass inside or wear a mask. Um, yeah. But we have been doing trivia every Tuesday for a hundred years, yeah. it feels like, <laughs> yeah. at this point. At least hundred At least a yeah. hundred to a hundred and fifty years. Yeah. Um, and at some point, I joked that I wanted to do a roast. I had meant that I wanted to do a roast when we could uh, eventually see each other in person. Yes. But people ran with it and thought that I meant that second. Yeah. <laughs> so a few weeks later, we um, did our roast. Mm-hmm. And one of our friends, mm-hmm. who, if uh, they are listening, we are talking about you, <laughs> um, did a roast that was a little bit more um, physical focused yeah. <laughs> that I think a lot of people were expecting. <laughs> yes. So here's the thing. There was a lot of buildup to this roast night because yeah. obviously people have, first of all, different senses of humor. Um And second of all, different levels of tolerance to being made fun of, for lack of better words. Yeah. So Sean and I, as you probably know from listening to this podcast, where we basically roast each other every week, are the type of people that that's kind of our way of showing love. Like when we're friends with somebody, we like to kind of like you know, razz them a bit and Sean and I make fun of each other all the time. And we know that that's like kind of our love language. It's 
our definitely our sense of humor yeah. and we can take it I think a lot more than other people can and that's not to say that other people are in the wrong for not having that type of sense of humor oh god no we are monsters in yeah. some people's <laughs> eyes very rightly so absolutely <laughs> but I think that that is important right like being able to adjust depending on your surroundings and who you're around and um, that was one of the things that we asked after deciding to do a roast to the you know approximate 10 people that join every week okay what is your tolerance level like with a roast do you want me to run you over with a truck and just expose every insecurity you may have yeah that we were all thinking about i checked that box yes (laughs) or do you want us to do like what i like to call the wedding roast which i think is the way to write a wedding speech that basically you're making fun of people for things that are actually positive it's like the classic like like for example, at my sister's wedding, I was the MC, so I talked as I talked a lot as I do. It's really the perfect job for me. And I one of the jokes was about how she posts so many bikini photos on Instagram. So yes, I'm razzing her for posting bikini butt photos on Instagram, but those bikini butt photos are gorgeous and like she gets a ton of likes and she knows that she's attractive and she's very physically fit. So it's one of those things that's a roast, but I'm actually bringing up something that's like you're obviously hot and people... It's a compliment framed as an insult. Exactly, which I would call a wedding rose. I think that's the best way to do it. You think of all the things that are actually awesome about them and then, like, make it it a joke. Yeah. Um, And... Some people, that's all they want, and that's all they can take, and I I totally get that. So we asked everyone, like, what level are you on? And, you know, Sean and I were like, absolutely murder us, like, destroy us, yeah. um, and we will absolutely take it and not care when it comes to friendships. Yeah. That's fine. And we are the same on the podcast. Obviously, the mm-hmm. listeners will know that that is our sense of humor. We yeah. just make fun of literally everybody yeah. mostly each other and Bree's age but um, <laughs> but mostly like anybody yeah. and uh i am a firm believer that your sense of humor unless it's fucking like racist or homophobic yeah. or something like that your sense of humor doesn't really uh necessarily show your heart yeah and i say that once again not yeah there's jokes that are that shows your fucking heart you're a piece of shit yeah but i know that i am a good friend and brie is a good friend yes. and you know like I, that's just what i do that's and what i like it. and when yeah. i say i can take it like i'm not using that as a cover i genuinely find it hilarious yes. when people rag on same. me <laughs> same absolutely so getting back to this um there were some things said in this roast that Cross the line for some people, mm-hmm. but a lot of them were little things that I don't think a lot of people had ever thought about. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder moving forward if these will create insecurities. Right. Because it brought me back to a few of the insecurities that I have. Mm-hmm. And really, the only reason that they're insecurities of mine are because people presented them in a way to me from a young age that I should be insecure about. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So I was just like, it's weird because I feel like some of these things that were said, these people I'd never heard of in their life. And I'm like, I wonder if they're leaving this and that's all they can think about. Absolutely. Because a roast is a weird thing, right? Because there's certain things that people are going to say that you're like, that was the obvious thing to go for. That's something that maybe I make fun of myself about already. Yeah. That's something that like, Obviously, I'm aware that people may think about me or see when they look at me or whatever it may be. But then there's the things that it's very exposing a roast because basically what someone's doing, especially if they are running you over with a truck with their words, 
they are telling you what in some ways their first most standout impression of you was exactly. in a negative sense. Yeah, especially if it's a, a physical feature. Yeah, like <laughs> what stood out to them and then saying they're telling you like I noticed this right away. Yeah. Which to a lot of people would obviously create a new insecurity because you're like, oh, my God, when people look at me, is that what they think about me? Yeah. Um, or when people talk to me, is that what they think about my personality? And there's certain things that cut like a little too deep. Yeah. Like I would say a good example of this. It mm-hmm. wasn't a physical feature or really an insecure. It's an insecurity in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people made a big part of a roast, I think, is also seeing what that individual jokes about themselves. Yes. How they... <laughs> Or what specific things they um, yeah. they laugh about or create jokes mm-hmm. out of trauma of. Yeah. A good example of this for myself is that I was in two, like, very traumatic car accidents. Right. Um, and I joke about it all the time because yes. I, how I deal with things is humor. Yes. But, like, they were, like, probably two of the most traumatic things that have ever happened yes. to me. And if I didn't joke about that, most people would be like, maybe we shouldn't joke about that. Correct. But because I make so many jokes about it, because that's how I deal with things, yes. when other people do it, I'm like, it's it's fair game. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, that's, I think, where insecurities come from. Yeah, like, genuinely. I agree. Because I would say, pan to fake God, um, <laughs> <laughs> my biggest insecurity growing up always and forever Two of them, actually. Uh-huh. One was the size of my head, okay. which it is big. I will. That's, that's I don't think the it's tea. that big. It's pretty big, though. Okay. But, okay, I'll get into it. Yeah. One second. <laughs> First is the shape and size of my head, generally. <laughs> okay. And the second <laughs> is the shape and size of specifically my forehead. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Because growing up, now I honestly don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's funny. I'm, like, you know, just, like, so cute anyway. <laughs> 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 um, but growing up, uh, we've talked about it before, as I like to. To say every episode recently, yeah. fuck. We should make that on yeah. We've talked about we this talked before. About, we've talked about our trauma before, <laughs> as we do. <laughs> um, growing up, that was one of the like, besides the fucking obvious one of being gay. Yeah. <laughs> this mm-hmm. was what took the, the brunt <laughs> of the jokes. Yeah, because that was definitely number one. Um, but yeah, people would always make fun of like my head, my mm-hmm. forehead. Like when we went to the aquarium, people said that I look like a beluga because they have <laughs> melons on their head and they can like wiggle their melons and they're like gelatinous. And right, somebody yeah. was like, "Can you wiggle yours?" <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, you're going to wiggle this fist up your ass, bitch. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and from years, it just kind of like stemmed from Mm -hmm. that. And that was really like when I looked at myself in the mirror, that was the only thing I could see. And when I look back at me in high school and elementary school, I had long helmet hair because I was so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with seeing my own forehead. And I was like, if if that's what these people think about me, every single person that meets me, unless I have this bang cover, Mm -hmm. which like then another insecurity should have been my fucking hair. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. (laughs) Because the hair was way worse than the forehead ever was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just weird to think about and sad to think about that um, something that I probably never Uh would have uh, pointed out in myself became such a fixture for me. Yes. You know? And it's weird how... It takes one sentence. Like, what? sometimes it's things that you get bullied for, like, ongoingly. But 
there's those weird insecurities that I think everyone probably listening can relate to that you can think back and there was one time that one person mentioned it yeah and it sticks with you and now you and then you once you hear it it you can't unsee you can't it. unsee it yeah. and my one with that is a really weird one because okay. I have a lot of obviously insecurities <laughs> but and there's a lot of things I was bullied for as a kid like I've talked about like being bullied for my eyebrows yeah. and like oh you you're like so hairy or a gorilla because your eyebrows are so hairy and then now I get complimented on that the most and it was like a weird transition for me because I always like dyed them lighter and like really over plucked them because I like <laughs> that you did I didn't <laughs> I oh god uh, I did a TikTok montage of my old uh, eyebrows it was frightening yeah but because all I wanted was for my eyebrows to not be noticeable yeah and then now that's what I get compliment complimented on the most and like it's honestly something like I hate to use the word like signature of my brand, but it is like people always talk about my eyebrows. Yeah. So it's funny how certain things like that can transition. But that was more of an ongoing like life thing. But one that stands out as like a one sentence, really particular thing is, you know, in your mouth, how you have two canine teeth, mm-hmm. right? One of the I don't even remember this happening, but it must have happened because afterwards, after this incident, I asked my dentist about it. Right. Um, one of my canine teeth is chipped, so it's flat. Okay. And the other one isn't. Right. And that should not seem like a big deal to yeah, anybody, yeah. right? I would argue that a lot of people probably never notice. I've that, never noticed right? and I stare at your mouth. Uh, I've stared at your mouth just specifically 99 times 45. That's it. And that's not even including like regular hangouts. So that's the thing. And neither did I. I had never noticed this. I don't remember chipping my tooth when I was a kid. I don't remember like anything like that. Yeah. And I, I know exactly where I was standing. I was on my elementary school. After school, I was standing with my friend and she was waiting for her younger brother to come out because when we all walked home together after school school yeah and we're standing there on the like little like tennis court or whatever waiting for him to come out and uh, weren't we all weren't we all (laughs) (laughs) i should check in is he out i'm not sure um and her younger brother came down and just out of nowhere like classic like kid moment where they say something and it's just like no filter the kid looks at me he's probably in like grade two or something we were like grade six or seven and goes what's with your tooth and the girl like kind of like smacks him and is like that's mean like what are you saying and he's like one of her teeth is cut in half like like a little kid right right like just kids, kids are, are savage, savage right and that's where a lot of our insecurities stand from because like Being kids have children. A, like, literally because <laughs> yeah. kids say things when they're kids that now hopefully i mean there's certain people that never learn this but you get to a certain point as an adult that even if you look at someone's face and you see something you don't point it out exactly like yeah. oh my god yeah. um and i literally was like what and i remember going home and looking at my teeth in the mirror and being like what the fuck like what happened to them yeah i was like the on the internet like looking like ways to fix it veneers can i file tooth with like literally i was like thinking like can i even them out like it stuck with me for years yeah and that is something that's so small and stupid but like literally for years every time i smiled it had to get to the point where i was like I just have to get over it because everyone's going to notice it. Yeah. But I just have to keep, like, smiling anyways, which now is so ridiculous because if you talk to most people, they would never have noticed it, like you said. Oh, my God. But 
for me, it was such an insecurity at a young age. Like, I thought that, the, oh, my God, every person that meets me thinks, like, what's with her fucking tooth? Like, yeah. when did she break her tooth? Or, like, whatever. Which isn't even a big deal. No. Even if, I ha- even if my tooth, if it was noticeable, who cares? Yeah. But it's just funny how those, like, that one sentence, that, like, 30 seconds of my life, I can picture it. I can picture the way the weather was. I can picture exactly where we're standing. And it's literally cemented in my brain. Yeah. that's uh, It's a story that, once again, I've told before. Mm. Um, uh when I wore that fucking, this is everybody, everybody constantly tells me that this is the most haunting story I have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, when I was too. wearing the blue Adidas jacket oh. that I got from a trip yeah. with my family in the States and I came to school and I thought I was the flyest bitch yeah. on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And... The first time I wore it, I remember the weather. I remember where yeah. I was standing. I just had a weird crack in my voice. I'm not like <laughs> crying to worry. <laughs> I remember the weather, <laughs> and um, I remember exactly where I was standing, and I remember exactly what bitch said it to me. Yes, um, she was like, "Nice jacket," and it was just that. Yeah, never wore it again. Told my mom yeah. that I didn't like it, even though it was my favorite thing ever. Yeah. so it's just weird things. It's so weird. And when you're a kid, you're so impressionable because we've. Um, you know, we've talked about how like so much like of the struggle, I think, with coming out is the you have to overcome like anyone, whether you're heterosexual, gay, queer, whatever you may be. Everyone, when you're a kid, to a certain extent, hates being different. Yeah. Like your natural instinct for most people, there are the people that are not. But like for most people, I would argue is to just kind of like do what everyone else is doing, blend in with the crowd, tr- like Try and, like, not stand out in ways that people can make fun of you and, like, you know, wear what everyone else is wearing, etc. Because you see how the people that are different get bullied. So you're like, I don't want to be that person. Um, So it's just all about, like, blending in. And then when you are gay, that's that extra level of, like, well, I could be doing everything the same. I could be wearing the exact same clothes and making sure I listen to the same music Filing and everything. Both yeah. <laughs> Filing both my teeth, even. both my... I could pull both my teeth out, <laughs> and I'm still, like, now I'm the gay person. Yeah. And that's something that I found interesting, actually, about our roast, was because I would argue that most people, like, if I did, like, an online roast with, like, creators, or, yeah. like, if I was with, like, straight friends and we did a roast, or, like, my wedding, per se, when I have people speak, like, I've talked about a lot of my best friends are um, heterosexual. If they speak, like, I would, they're probably going to make like, some I'm sort of gay, gay joke. by the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah. Holy shit. I thought this was an interesting dynamic because it's like straight man and queer woman. Jeez, no? big shock, hey? Jesus. Um, <laughs> but I would say that m- most of the time their joke may circulate about around the fact that I'm gay yeah. or the roast may circulate something to do with the fact that I'm the lesbian in the group because that's an easy standout and honestly everyone knows it's kind of like one of those nice roasts because they're not actually saying it's bad that I'm gay so they know it's something some that's not be. gonna yeah. <laughs> some might be but hopefully not my friends <laughs> They they know that it's like one of those like I'm saying something about you that you know I don't think is bad and you're not gonna all of a sudden wake up the next day with a new insecurity like oh my god I am I am gay (laughs) you know like it's not gonna rock you to the core but it's an obvious thing to make fun of but the interesting dynamic with the roast is it just so happens that the people that we do trivia with every week um um two interesting things one. Everyone's queer? Yep. Is there anyone who's not queer nope. on that? No? Okay, so everyone's queer. So that's kind of like taken off the table. Yep. Because no one's going to come in and be like, oh, breathe a dyke. Like, 
It's like, like looking in a mirror. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's gay, so that joke isn't funny because that doesn't make you stand out. It, it kind of is funny still. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, the queer thing is like actually like a blending in thing in yeah, that group. Yeah. And then the other interesting dynamic of it is is that it's a very odd hodgepodge of people. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not like ten best friends that have known each other forever. Yeah. It's like. You know, a couple of us started doing this at the beginning of quarantine. And then, like, I would say, like, a month in, I invited my friend Dana. And she joined. And at first it was just, like, me, Heather, Lauren. Not Dana, not, not Heather, not Lauren. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Sean, Corey. And then it was like, okay, I invite, hey, Dana, me and my friends do this, like, for, we've been doing this for a month. Do you want to join? And then Heather was like, oh, can I invite my her now ex- whoops sorry Heather exposed <laughs> not um, Heather can I <laughs> yeah not Heather invited her current <laughs> girlfriend at the time and then her current girlfriend brought her friend yeah and then really just spiraled <laughs> yeah so it like kept building and then Sean's friends came who like I had met a few times at parties but like I don't like know them I don't have their phone numbers like we're not like close like that so it's a very interesting dynamic because you have like all these people that are like very close in different ways, in different connections. But most people don't know everyone really close. Yeah. So when you're trying to think of roasts for people you don't know, they almost become, it's it's a fine line because it's easier for them to become more savage, I think. Because Absolutely. it's like, I don't know enough about you to find an interesting joke. So either this is going to be a really boring joke, like, oh, Bree's a lesbian. It's like, okay, well, yeah, we all know that because it's really surface level boring. Or you have to literally go with the thing that's like, I've only talked to you, you know, 10 times over 10 weeks on an internet platform doing trivia. So I'm not even learning really a lot about you or your life. Exactly. I have to just choose the thing that's obnoxiously the thing that stood out to me as a first impression. And sometimes that is savage. And adding to that, it was... um a treacherous um, choice of ours. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially because um, a big part of this podcast is us talking about how weird it is that uh, queer men, queer people that identify as men, queer people that identify as women, lesbians, yeah. gays, we have so many similarities. Yeah. But our communities are so far apart. Yes. You know, there's always this big wedge in between Mm -hmm. us. And we always joke about how we think that's stupid. Like Mm -hmm. I think I get along with lesbians very well. I like, you know, like Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think people listening to this podcast would listen if we were at war with each other, this whole thing anyways. But it is interesting, like speaking to that and validating that I've always found with the exception of a few close uh, queer male friends. Yeah. I've found that any time that I meet gay uh, identifying men, that they automatically connect better and deeper and quicker with my sister, who's a heterosexual woman. And that's always been a thing, like growing up, like both of us dancing, like they would always like totally click with Brooke and we just could not find the common ground. So I do think that there is that validity to that. Um, But also, obviously, like we're best friends. So, you know. But I will say, and it became apparent in this roast, and Mm -hmm. I've I've had a genuine understanding of this as well. Yeah. That comedy is a big difference comedy and approach is mm-hmm. a big difference in the two communities yes i agree um uh, gays are ruthless yes and sometimes it's 
uh, it's over the edge. Like we've even I've gotten flack on this podcast because I've jo- jokingly said I hate straight people yeah. as a general, uh, yeah. you know, message. I don't actually hate straight people. Mm-hmm. It's just like that's just my humor. I just say fucking stupid shit. Anyways, <laughs> launching next month, our new podcast. Yeah. We hate straight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but. In a roast, you really see the difference Mm -hmm. in approach and comedy between gay men and lesbian Yeah, I totally agree. Hey, Gabers. This episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you're a longtime Gaber, you know that I am far from a consistent reader, but Book of the Month just might change that. Book of the Month makes the process that I find daunting, finding a new book, fun and special, with new releases at the beginning of every month. I often find deciding on a title overwhelming, but Book of the Month's team curates a list full of exciting options, often from new and upcoming authors. This month, I chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which I'm really excited to dig into. I love a mystery thriller, and I love a twist. I was debating between this title and Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch. And honestly, it was the first time in years that I was having a battle of the books. So this month, get your first book for $5 with the code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, at bookofthemonth.com. That's PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, at bookofthemonth.com. Somewhere that I saw that actually previously happen was a few years ago at the place Sean and I met um, at uh, Vancouver's Next Drake Superstar, the competition. They had, I don't think they've done it for a couple years, maybe because it was such like a disaster. Right. But they had um, a roast night, which I think is completely appropriate for a drag competition, considering there is, you know... um, such a history of, you know, reads in the drag community. Reading is fundamental. Absolutely. So, like, and it obviously, if you're going to call something Vancouver's Next Drag Superstar and it's kind of modeled off of, like, maybe a RuPaul-esque competition, that is something that happens in RuPaul. And, like, that is something that happens in the, like, club scene when it comes to, um, you know, competitions uh, with, like, voguing and, like, all these different things they read. So it seemed completely appropriate that they would have a roast. So they did, and it was interesting because there were a couple people that did not like the idea that roasts were happening. Yeah. And it was weird because to me, and maybe this is me being ignorant, but to me, I was like, how are you in that culture and like so a part of this? And then you don't understand that this isn't actually meant to be mean and hurtful. Like it's supposed to be fun and funny. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be showing your kind of wit. But that was like the first time I really noticed that um, that some people don't get that type of humor, even though they're still in the queer scene. Absolutely. Because I think that the understanding a lot of times is, and maybe this might have been the case with a couple people roasting on our Zoom call, is that if you are gay, you get that you can be kind of savage and the reads can be like pretty cutthroat because that's the sense of humor in the community. Yeah. But as you said, depending on what area, area is the wrong word, what, what subcategory you Areola. are in the community, whatever areola you're on, <laughs> um, the understanding of reads is very different. Yeah. Like even when I'm talking to like you or like some of my other um gay guy friends, I know I can cut a little deeper. Absolutely. Whereas like 
I hate to generalize because this is not the case for everyone. Like I'm speaking for myself. Like I love being read, but I don't know if it's something to do with maybe having like more of like a feminine grounded nature, maybe like a more like, um, I hate, it's not the word emotional. What I'm looking for, like, like soft, um, femininity that women, um, from my experience are less likely to, like be okay with being like read so severely. Yeah. And I think those things are fantastic. They actually add value to your personality. However, I do think there is, you know, a pessimistic view of this that yeah. I do think a big chunk of this absolutely yeah. comes from the fact that um queer women, as we've talked about, don't have well, fuck, I really love saying that, hey. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> queer women don't have brick and mortar spaces. Yes. They are constantly shoved out by gay men. Mm-hmm. So Gay men feel like they are the fucking alphas of this community. Right. They can be mean. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, s- spaces that are uh, more inviting to mm-hmm. trans people, queer women, non-binary, yeah. um, it's more of a catch-all and it is more of a community feel. Yes. So I think that is a big chunk of where that comes from as totally. well. Totally. <laughs> and being like more empathetic and understanding because it's kind of like this vibe of like we're all in this together exactly. and like I want to like try and like respect your vibes and your pronouns and your space and yeah. all these things which I think a lot of times in brick and mortar like quote unquote gay bars whether are like kind of taken over by gay cis males yeah. that's not necessarily the case. Exactly. And there will always be people that that go too far. Always. Yes, always. And I think a lot of gay men do, mm-hmm. especially with people that they're not close with. Yeah. Anyways, back to specific insecurities. Talk okay. about some of yours. Okay. So <laughs> obviously the tooth one, which honestly has not been you know, now that you for say ages. It, obviously the tooth one. Obviously. <laughs> You're like, now I can't see Now it's breath? all I see. Mm-hmm. You should contact your doctor. <laughs> not even veneer. dentist. I pay for doctor. one, one yeah. veneer. Just like one little. To be a little sharper on the other. (laughs) But yeah, so that's one that doesn't bother me at all anymore because as I got older, I realized how fucking ridiculous it was. Um, Eyebrows one, obviously I'm over because it's very easy to get over an insecurity pro tip when someone starts complimenting you on (laughs) it. You know, that'll that'll do it. (laughs) That'll do it. So I can't say that I naturally got over that one. I think that at some point the trend of eyebrows became your savior legit <laughs> yeah like there was like the Cara Delevingne's of the world that everyone was like oh my god big bushy eyebrows like now everyone's getting like fucking tattooed on eyebrows and all these things that like and everyone constantly asked me like oh where'd you get your eyebrows done how do you do your eyebrows how do you get them like the way they look that obviously makes an insecurity much easier. Whereas yeah. if that trend hadn't changed, like I probably would have lived with that. Like if my people whole were life. waxing off their eyebrows, you'd be f- oh. big fucked. Which for years they were. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my God. Like for years it like the thing was having like the skinniest, lightest little teeny eyebrows, yeah. right? Um so that one was one for a while. Body hair in general was a thing for me because when I was younger, it made me feel unsexy. And I think a lot of women uh deal with that with like like you know, the standards mm-hmm. out there in the world that women are supposed to be hairless. Like, I mean, the fact that it was like, I think 2017 or something crazy before an ad ever showed hair on women for shaving products. And that's insane. one of, that's one of those things that it wasn't a specific singular sentence that somebody said to you. Yes. It was every sentence Correct. that every commercial TV, yes. movie, radio ad yep. man that you walked past on the street Correct. told you. So exactly. That's, yeah. that's like a deeply embedded yeah. one. That's yeah. not one that I can be like that one person. It's like, oh, no, like a lot of people in the world genuinely think body hair on women is gross. 
which is like so crazy. And that's so something that people have to unlearn. But um, yeah, so that one was and still honestly that one creeps up every once in a while because if I'm doing something like uh I recently did a campaign for absolute vodka so I had the shoot right yeah. and they were like oh yeah we're gonna be doing the videography and the photography and I don't know what it was because I hadn't thought about it in literal years but right before the shoot I looked down at my arm and I was like oh my god I'm gonna be taking like a drink out of the can and it's gonna be my arm in the shot and my arm and my hands are hairy and, like, that's embarrassing. Like, a lot of people are going to think that's gross. Yeah. And I was like, no, like, you're being ridiculous. Because I literally start thinking, like, should I, should I, Cut like, I did in high off? school. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, got, I was like, I had the saw. I was about to do <laughs> I talked myself off yeah. the ledge. <laughs> no, I, I, for me, for years in high school, like, I used to, like, nair my arms and get rid of all the hair and everything else. So it did for a minute bring me back to that place. Also, is Nair literally just no hair? Is that what that is a combination of? I think so. Of? I think so. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly have never really thought about that. That would that makes sense, yeah. though. Like, it makes complete yeah. sense. But it, it smells like baby shit. Like, it smells like oh diapers. My, like, when you... Okay, Nair is a beast, hey? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, have you, I Nair my butthole once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, I'm just picturing the Nair, like, stuck between the cheeks. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And it, like, my hole was ruined. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like I had just like really poured acid on it. Anyways, yeah. out of the bottle smells like oh fun, fun and fresh. fruity yeah. lotion. Yes, and then like oh, five minutes turns. in, it's like like the cooking of like, like an insect yes. or something. It's disgusting. It's like a chemical like fire. Baby shit fire. Like you lit baby shit on fire. <laughs> like it's, it's so, so weird. Bad. It's so bad. But yeah, with body hair it was really weird when like to the point that not even looks wise, like I remember thinking it would be genuinely embarrassing. Yeah. If uh um I was like we had a high school dance and I remember thinking like oh my god what if a guy like touches my leg or like walks by my leg and like brushes my leg and there's and says, Hey any- dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, man. <laughs> no, I lose. How- and there's like any sort of stubble. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that will be mortifying. <laughs> like I literally thought about that. And I remember like literally shaving and then nairing yeah. to like do the double Abs like gotta get those follicles all like deep in the follicles. Yeah. Like burn that acid down. Those, those Bring me the baby shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I just remember thinking that would be like absolutely horrifying if I did. Another specific um physical one for me Besides, like, I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to focus more on the like kind of niche ones. Yeah. Because I mean, I think there's the obvious for me at least, and a lot of uh, human beings out there, like you know, feeling Body like image, I look, all yeah, those feel things. like I look overweight, like yeah. my stomach, like all these things. I'm thinking like specifics yeah. for me in general, especially things that that uh, came from yes. other people, other like th- <laughs> things that ignited it. Someone else's gaze. Yes. Some other gaze. <laughs> okay, so this. Oh. Whoa. That's like a real eyes, real eyes thing. <laughs> Should we get that tattoo? Probably. <laughs> That's a sticker on the merch for yeah. sure. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So the other thing that stands out to me as something that happened in high school is I remember um, one of the first people I dated, I 
went to hold their hand mm-hmm. or they went to hold my hand, whatever, which whichever way it was. And they were like, ew, your hand's so clammy. Oh, my God. This is so funny. Right. I'll build on this. After. Okay. So I was like, oh. I've never thought about that before because yeah. it's weird when those moments happen, right? Because like that was something like the tooth that I genuinely had never thought. And that I was could be different you about. held hands with somebody, and the first thing they yes. thought was this bitch's hand is clammy. Yeah, like I'm like it must be terrible. Yeah, like, it must be so bad. Yeah. So, anyways, it was like one of those weird, like really young relationship. Oh, we're dating, but we never actually hung out. Things like we just told people at school that we were dating, and I think it was in like grade eight and. I <laughs> I might have to put this picture up on Instagram because it's it's funny. Um, <laughs> I went to a house party like two weeks later and I knew that he was going. And I had like literally not stopped thinking about the fact that my hands were clammy. And anyone who has clammy hands knows. If you think about you your think clammy about hands, it, they're get, oh, getting wetter. <laughs> they get clammy. Yeah. And... Um, and I was going to this house party and I was like, oh my God. Cause like at this point, like the big steps for me with this, having this boyfriend was that I was going to hold hands and maybe kiss him. Like anything farther than that was off the table. So I was really focused on the hand holding because I was like, I'm going to be a bad hand holder. Like I've got clammy hands. Last time, so. Like he is going to break up with me. Sean, this is so embarrassing. Oh, no. I literally, I tried everything. I was like, okay, maybe, like, how long will they stay, like, not clammy if I, like, put my hands on, like, an ice pack? Like, I was trying all these things before the party, like, like for, like, the week before. Okay. I realized that I'm doomed. My hands are flooding with sweat at this point. It's all I can think about every day. I need to cut them day. off. <laughs> cut them off. <laughs> so, I literally... Wore like you know when you go to like Walmart and they have those like one dollar gloves. Yeah, they're like just made of cotton, like yeah. those like cheap little gloves. And I wore those little cheap gloves all night, <laughs> all night long. And I pay- played it off like I thought it was cool. <laughs> I'm not oh. I wore them to the party, and there's this picture of me. I'm at this party, looking like a mime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta show you this picture. <laughs> Like, actually, I'm in, like, a T-shirt, and then I have fucking gloves. You're in a T-shirt, and you're trapped behind an invisible wall. (laughs) I'm like, it's a charades theme. No, I'm literally Mickey Mouse up in that bitch. (laughs) Like, and everyone, like, there was, like, probably five different times someone said to me, why are you wearing gloves inside? And I was like... It's the thing now. Like, I literally tried to make it the thing. Yeah. Like, I I don't, I I remember saying that I saw a celebrity wearing it, which was obviously a lie, but I don't remember which one I said. Right. But I remember saying, like, oh, that's, like, the thing now. Like, that's what you wear. Oprah's wearing gloves all the time. (laughs) All the time. And she's really rich. And so then it got more (laughs) and more stressful throughout the night because people were asking me and then people were making fun of me about the gloves and then telling me to take them off. But at this point, my hands are so damn hot in this that person's they're house. even wetter than they've that, ever been. Oh, <laughs> like I'm surprised that it wasn't pouring out of the bottom of the glove because it's all I could think about was how hot my hands were underneath and that someone was going to take my glove off and feel my hands. Ew. So then... I became the topic of the conversation for the entire party about these dumb fucking gloves. And all that was talked about were these gloves. And then this guy that I was dating was like, yeah, I don't really like the gloves. And you were like, babe, I wore them for you. 
all of this for a gloved hand hold. <laughs> like, all of that. Also, I feel like at that point, if you had held hands, it would have been a glove and then still wet. Like, honestly, like, it was so bad, but I was in too deep, so I had to, like, yeah. I had to keep up, keep you, it up. You have to. You gotta was, save uh, face at that point. Honestly, I can't wait to show you this picture. Follow us on Instagram and I can explain the podcast. This one will actually on post because we'll the amount of times that we say we're gonna post something and then we fall asleep at the wheel. It's um, hard being me. Yeah. And not remembering anything. It looks hard being you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so those are those are mine okay. um, that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I have a lot more, but those are like the kind of weirder niche ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, physically, this one relates directly to the roast itself. Okay. Um, one of, uh, one of the people there, actually the one that, uh, made a lot of physical things. Yeah. Um, constantly jokes that I have like the biggest nose in the world. Which you don't, which is so funny. Which I don't, but growing up, I hated my nose. Right. Absolutely hated it. Okay. Mind you, I should also post, remind me when you post your mind okay. photo, I will post a photo of me growing up. I, it looks like I got a nose job. Like, because right. of how my face grew, like, my nose... Your because nose stayed the same. My nose stayed the same, and then my face was like, it. don't worry, we got it. Yeah, um, totally. But I hated my nose. Mm-hmm. And that that was one somebody did make a comment about it in mm-hmm. uh, in elementary school. Oh, okay. And so it did stick yeah. with me. But it was to the point, and this is so sad thinking about, it was to the point that, like, I would look at my nose in the mirror and, like, smile or see my nose in photos and realize that my nose would get bigger naturally when I smiled. So I, in photos, would try not to smile. Or when I was laughing, I would try to, like, keep my face, Face like, you know, like, (laughs) no, no face movement. Just laughter. (laughs) I never forget watching this Jeffree Star video (laughs) back before he was canceled 18 times. And him being like, why I have such great skin is because I don't move my face. And I was like, should I be doing that? (laughs) That's what Kim K said, too. Really? Yeah. She doesn't smile in photos because she doesn't want lines, which I think is gorgeous. Um, Anyways... (laughs) So, yeah, it really, like, it's weird that some small, small thing somebody can say about your nose, like, literally filtered down to how I would think about laughing and smiling for probably years of my life. And then another one was um, my sister one time made a comment that something about I was just in my, like, lanky phase. Like, she made a comment about my body, like, being in a lanky phase. And then a few other people did. And I would always wear oversized clothes like all if you look at the photos of me in high school elementary school was that like I felt like I was so skinny which I so like jealous um (laughs) (laughs) snatched um I was so thin Mm -hmm. just naturally because of my metabolism that I always wore like oversized clothes because I wanted to like cover my frame and make me look bigger right which now I just wear oversized clothes because like (laughs) then I can fall asleep in them and I don't care (laughs) um but yeah it's really crazy that little things you say and I hope that I haven't done that to somebody else I know and, and I'm such a bitch that I feel like I might have I feel like there's definitely so, like someone listening that's like you fucking did that to me and I think a big chunk of it especially in elementary school is that there's so much of that going around yes that you have this fucked up mentality in your mind mm-hmm. that if I can draw attention to something else on right. somebody else people will f- forget about my nose when I smile mm-hmm. for five minutes, you know? I also think that the, there's another side of it, too, that is to that person when they make that one statement, like, for example, that kid when he said something about my tooth, he 
probably would absolutely not remember ever saying that to me first. Yeah. And second, maybe wasn't even saying it in a bad way. It was just like, like my memory is that he was saying he it was in a bad saying way. It in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> he said, but what like, the fuck is wrong with your tooth? And he was six. <laughs> he just punched me right in the face. Yeah. And I was like, get that fucking tooth out of here. No, and I... Like, he might have just been, like, like like a kid does, being like, oh, your tooth is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I think it would be absolutely unrealistic to think that there's no point in anyone's life that they've maybe said a sentence to somebody that was perceived as something negative or created an insecurity for them. Because yeah. you might have even said something that you didn't even know would have been an insecurity, because for you it's not. And, and for them it is. And there's something that you could think of as a positive. Yeah. Like somebody could say something about your nose, your eyebrows, or something yeah. like that, and they meant it like, oh, like, yeah. like your eyebrows or something. Yeah. And they could have just phrased it improperly, and now it's it's a it's thought a of yours. Yeah. I know. So would, do you have any um, final thoughts on how you survived this? <laughs> Um, honestly, I think that something that's always helped me is as human beings, we are just naturally like the main character in our own story. Right. And we think that everything we say, how we appear is very apparent to everybody else and that they're constantly thinking about it. When in reality, everyone else is the same as you and thinking about what other people think about them. And a good reminder of this is... It's like when you get ready to go out and you put on this outfit and the next week you're like, well, I can't wear that because I wore that last week. No one remembers what you no. wore. Also, both of us wear all black all the time. Yeah. One, one time, sorry, this is such a weird tangent, but it makes me laugh every yeah. time I think about it. Um, I was, I was, what was I doing? Oh, it was when I was moving into uh-huh. this apartment and I was like, oh yeah, all of my clothes have just been in boxes. So uh-huh. I've worn the same like five outfits for like two weeks uh-huh. and my boss looked yeah. at me and was like, oh, you wear all black all the time. I can't really tell if you're wearing the same thing or not. <laughs> and to me, I was I was embarrassed yeah, that, that I had right. been wearing. You know, you, so embarrassed that you thought you had to say something. That I had to make it. a joke about it yeah. because I was like, I've worn. And it wasn't even like I was wearing them back to back. I was washing them. Yeah, but I was 100%. like, I've worn the same shirt, you know, twice in this week. Totally. And I made a joke about it. And he was like, I don't I don't know who you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, how did you get it? I'm, I'm hearing something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it is true. Like, I mean, I think that there is something to be said with, yes, there are certain things that, like, people are going to call you out on or, like, be thinking about. And, like, I want to validate that because, like, the world is hard and people judge people um, for different things, especially, like, you know, body issues and all that kind of stuff. But that said, like, I think that we do as human beings, like, boost it in our mind to be more extreme because, like, I've never been to a pool and been thinking about. Oh, I was like, is that the end of the <laughs> I've never been to a pool, so whatever. So no, I've never been to a pool and like been like looking at everyone and deciding whether or not I like their body. Yeah, like I'm at the pool thinking about my own damn Trying fucking not body, to drown. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about my own damn body and worried about my own body being perceived. Yeah, and if I meet someone, I'm just talking to them and I like them. Like I can't remember what their body looked like. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think that that's something that helps me when I get all worked up about certain things. And also just that like everyone has a different lens of every different person. So when you hear something from one person, uh, like the tooth thing or one of those one se- sentence wonders that sticks with you, like just because that's what that person noticed about you, other people notice completely different things. Yeah. And also the things that you framed as negatives in your mind 
are positives to a lot of people, <laughs> which is a was a wild thing for me to think of. Yes, true. <laughs> All right. Well, wherever you're listening, make sure you're followed or subscribed, and also make sure to leave us a review, five stars only. Please, please. I don't need an insecurity about that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you write a review too, we love reading them and we really appreciate it, and it helps us out big time. And follow us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast at Brian Williamson and at Sean Lusk. And until next time, we will see, see you. Around the neighborhood. Merch coming soon. My hands are clammy. Oh, I said me too. <laughs> Let's talk.